Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we're going to be doing a little preview of Mizzou-Kansas State. Talk about uh, the Tigers' chances, if they even really have any. Um, lots to dive into. We're going to talk just kind of the, the updates from this week on the Mizzou side. Um, talk a little uh, a little Kansas State, give a preview of, of what's to come. Obviously, a big jumping opponent from Missouri's first two games. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, we then have Quick Hits, new segment to, to debut in Quick Hits, a little NFL-themed one. And then staying on the NFL track, uh, we brought the fraud rankings back. So for those who um, listened to this show a while ago, back on our KCOU days, Kenny used to do his fraud rankings. Fraud! We brought him back. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. That's a fun segment. We're excited to get that going with football back. Not that excited to talk about Mizzou, but we're going to have to do it anyway. But anyway, regardless, great show for you guys to start your weekend as you dive into the Mizzou game. 11 a.m. kickoffs are back, and we're back, and the unwritten rule starts right now. Attention. Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Friday, September 15th, and Mizzou football is looking to go 3-0. I, I, don't even, I couldn't really even get that out super seriously hmm. because it's going to be a tough matchup on Saturday. We're going to preview Mizzou, Kansas state on this program on this fair Friday, 11 a.m. Kicks are back. First of all, um, that's, that's, uh, that's always delightful. Not really, but yeah, Mizzou, Kansas state on Saturday, 11 a.m. It is in Columbia. Obviously the Tigers lost in the pouring rain. Um, poor Kenny who was covering the team had to go wait well, there was delay, right? Didn't get delayed. There, for was a, a there was a lightning delay is what the issue lightning was. Delay. Yeah. But I mean, I just sat in a press box the whole time. Oh, yeah, you were cold. Dry. I will admit it was freezing. Oh, oh in there. okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. They don't have heaters at Kansas State. That, but, yeah. Um, so we're back 11 a.m. Um, the Tigers obviously got kind of blown out by Kansas State last year. And I think the three of us, safe to say, are kind of expecting that again, given the performance, especially in week two against Middle Tennessee State. But I'll throw it to you guys first. Um, Mizzou, what's happened this week? What are we looking for? Um, you know, I think they know the opponent that they're that they're getting on Friday. Drinkwitz hasn't been shy to say this team is really freaking good. They're ranked for a reason. They were great last year. Um, what has Mizzou um, done this week? What are, what are you guys looking for them to you know have a a fighting chance on Saturday? Um, they're gonna uh, this week. I think everybody in the building kind of knows how important this one is. Brady Cook really kind of took the reins and talked about how much they want this team wanted. Uh, this one on Saturday night, but um, needless to say, I mean, they're if if we're basing it just off of the performances of two th- teams right now, um, they're a ways off. And Mizzou is going to have to play their all-around best game on Saturday to maybe win. I, it may not even be enough. This K-State team is really good still. Um, Mizzou is going to have to be a lot more explosive on offense. Has to negate the have to negate the penalties. Um, special teams, everything has to be cleaned up. Uh, you can't have bad kick returns, can't have missed extra points, missed kicks, bad holds and all that. Um, and the defense, I think, does need to maybe find another gear. Maybe 
they they've played well the first two weeks, but they haven't forced a turnover, and I think it's going to take a, a couple turnovers maybe for Mizzou to win this game. I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, you said that well, Peyton. You're trying to see a little bit more explosive plays. We talked about chaos, explosion, things that just set the tone, or especially early in the game. We talked about that last week. With the last two losses, of course, you know, wins are wins. You know, you're trying to extend your season. You're trying to get to postseason play. Even if that's not an SEC championship, you want to get to a bowl game. You want exposure. You want this team to get better each year. You look at last year, Louisiana Tech, it was a, you know, it was a decent win. It was a fine win, 52 to 40 or to 24. You come into week two, and that's when Kansas State kind of rolls you. You had a kind of a, a win against Abilene Christian that you expected a little bit more. And then it was just a heartbreaking loss against Auburn. I mean, that's just uncharacteristic plays, you know, from special teams and then Nate Pete extending the ball. And so it was kind of some rough, you know, first four weeks. Good response against Georgia. I mean, that's where I'm kind of looking right now. I know it's only week three, and that was week five last year. I think Mizzou, you know, we can look at, you know, how they played the last two weeks. I think maybe we might be, you know, pretty harsh on them and, it, you know, I mean, there's, there, there are points to blame. There are reasons to be, you know, thinking that way. But, you know, the more I think about it, maybe there is, a, a, you know, more fight in this team, especially after losing last season. This, you know, these guys on this team, they didn't grow up. You know, a lot of them didn't grow up a part of this regional rivalry. I mean, Brady Cook might be the, one of the only ones, um, but really the teams he watched, especially in the SEC. But this is, you know, a game that matters to a lot of, you know, just Missouri in general. I think maybe Mizzou comes out of this. You know, there's there's a lot on the table Maybe they don't sneak out with a win, but maybe they keep it close. I think there are there are definitely weapons here on the offense and defense that could you know point in that direction. It's a it's a it's a thing we all do in football, especially when you only play one game a week. You know, you're, you everyone's kind of wired to overanalyze um, the last game because that's all you really have to go on. And Mizzou's last game was not good, obviously, and and so I think you know I think it's a fair point, Kenny. Maybe we're we're being a little bit too harsh on the chances that this Missouri team has. That's not to, you know, try and understate what Kansas state can do. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Um, I want to look at the offensive line. Either one of you can take this because there are some, some shifts, at least Drinkwitz said they're, they're going to look, or they were going to look this week in practice at switching some things up because it was not great from anybody. We talked about that after middle Tennessee. Um, it wasn't good by anybody um, on the, on the offensive line. What what if any changes could we maybe expect or that you would hope to to see in addition to obviously the thing we're all going to keep screaming for, which is the, the penalties, lack of penalties or less of them. But what, what else can we see? Drinkwitz said um, this was probably the most uh, important tidbit we they got out of Drinkwitz um, this week. It was that Drinkwitz was looking at the right guard, creating comp- creating competition, as he put it, at right guard. Um, he said Cameron Johnson would be there. He said Marcellus Johnson would get a look. He said EJ Doma Olgar, who we've talked about this show a lot uh, on this show a lot. Um, and interesting, this was the real interesting one. He said Logan Reichert, uh, the freshman, the huge freshman um, from from the Kansas City area, um, would also get a look at the right guard position. Um, that's the only one I would expect really any sort of change in starter at, if there is one. Um, I would still lean EJ Nadoma Ogar as being the guy that goes there. But regardless, um, everybody needs to have a better week on the O-line. Javon Foster wasn't didn't have his best game last week, but I would expect that to change. He's just a rock-solid tackle. Um, 
I still expect Armand Membu to be kind of a good, solid piece at right tackle. Um, Connor Tolleson, Delgado, I think it they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Um, it was a bad week last week. I still ultimately think this O line will turn out better than it was last year. It's just a matter of actually putting it together. Yeah, yeah, you said it well there, and it's interesting to see where that competition comes. So EJ Nadoma Ogar really opened that competition last year. First two games of the season, he was on the depth chart, fell off after kind of some rough play against Abilene Christian late into the game, then fought his way back on. I mean, EJ Nadoma Ogar, we've seen it. He's proven it that he can fight for these positions. He can get options there. I wanted to throw one little small note about um, the the defensive side of the ball. Just one quick update. This comes from Callum McAndrew. It's Chad Bailey, who was in uniform last week, still not back on the depth chart. But he does have a, a, a quote from Drinkwitz here. If he's ready, we'll see if uh, he can give up or uh, give us a couple of series and also mention that they'll never put him in jeopardy, but the, the Mike linebacker is ahead of schedule to return. Of course, we, we know he had that the soft tissues uh, procedure, um, but he looks like he's coming back soon. And this is like one of those things you've seen before um, from Drinkwitz and company is that these captains, Barrett Bannister last season going into the Arkansas game did have that knee uh, injury, but he was suited up. He was, you know, going through the motions, but never played. And, you know, it's maybe like a game time decision, but also having your captain, one of your captains in uniform is always a good thing too. I mean, he's right there. Even if he's not on the field, he can be almost like a secondary coach, especially for some of those younger linebackers that be filling in for Chad Bailey. I want to stick on the defense for a second because um, I think there's another thing we've, a theme we've caught on to is, you know, through the first two games, this is a defense that's gotten a lot of hype from a lot of people outside of Mizzou circles, like, like national people in terms of how strong it can be, um, you know, under Blake Baker, this is a defense that doesn't have a turnover yet against South Dakota and middle Tennessee. Is that another thing, uh, you two are looking to, for them to, to kind of capitalize on? I know it's a much better opponent, but forcing a turnover, I think would, would seem to appease a lot of people. Um, yeah, I mean, last year it wasn't like they were some dominant turnover machine defense. They forced 18, which I, if I remember correctly, seeing the stat, it was around 70th, very middle of the pack at it. But you do, against a team like um, Kansas State, you're going to need probably to create a couple of turnovers. And turnovers, there is always a bit of randomness to it. I, I think that is just what it comes down to a lot of the time, whether a fumble bounces your way, whether you're in the right position on a bad throw. Um, that That is not a lot that um, Mizzou can control on defense. But at the same time, there are things you can do to increase your chances there. Um, and I think they have to come away with a couple this weekend. And Sounds like we need okay, – yeah. I was just going to say, and it, I mean, not creating any um, through two weeks, that's pretty unlucky. I would expect something this weekend. We need a Will Howard, Josh Allen from Monday night moment where he just runs into his own guy and can't catch a snap is what it sounds like. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it like, it, it's almost just an appeasing thing for fans. Cause like you said, it is a little random. It can be a little, um, you know, a little weird in terms of how often you cause it, but yeah, it's a little worrisome that, that, you know, in those, in those performances, which we were not pleased with the defense, you know, wasn't creating some sort of some sort of takeaway. Can you have anything on the on the defense? What you want from them? No, I think Peyton said it well earlier as well. You know, just looking for that first turnover of the season, and when you talk so highly about Blake Baker, still haven't heard from the coordinators yet this year. Yeah. Um, we did hear some you know some shouts about um, play calling from Kirby and how a lot of the offensive staff is giving input, which we heard the same thing last year. 
Um, one last thing that I want to mention about the Mizzou side is another quote from Drinkwood saying, we have to get Nate Pete more involved. Um, you, you look at where Nate Pete has been this season, uh, last game, nearly 75% or more of the times he was on the field, he got the ball. I mean, we're not seeing him really used in a lot of different scenarios. He had um, eight attempts last game against Middle Tennessee for 51 yards. He has 103 yards on the season on 22 attempts. That's pretty good. I mean, one touchdown, his longest run is for 15 yards. You compare that to last year, he has nearly a fourth of the rushing yards he had last year. We're seeing a different Nate Pete, more confident. He looks like he's having fun out there as well. That receiving touchdown, um, I mean, that's a great thing to see from him as well. And he looks like a refreshed player, almost a different player. Yeah, Mizzou's been so reliant on, you know, you went from Larry Roundtree to Tyler Beatty having that, you know, elitish running back to rely on all the time. And now you have kind of more of a tandem, but it's two guys that can get the job done. So it is nice to see Nate Pete back. I think that's a good take. Let's turn now to Kansas State. The opponents, of course, on Saturday. This is a good team. This is a good team, fellas. Uh, two games so far. They beat SEMO, of course, uh, you know, sometimes an opponent of Missouri, at least in, in our time. They played SEMO a couple times. 45 nothing, beat Troy 42-13. to um, So also haven't really faced anybody, you know, too significant just yet, but I think have shown why um, they deserve to be ranked 15th than they are in the country. This is a good team. They went to the Big 12 championship. They beat TCU in that game. Of course, it went to the play- like college football playoff. Um, like, what what are you guys looking at in Kansas State? Who is the... The, who are the threats, I guess I should say, to um, to Mizzou's chances on Saturday? Yeah, we've talked about him already a bit. One guy I would keep an eye on is definitely Will Howard, um, Kansas State's quarterback. Last year, he was not the quarter the quarterback for uh, Kansas State when Missouri played them. It was Adrian Martinez, and Adrian Martinez gave the Mizzou defense fits a lot of the game. They really struggled to contain his legs. Um Will Howard, a bit of a different type of quarterback. He doesn't run around like Adrian Martinez does, but he does have that in his back pocket if he needs. Um, Will po- Will Howard, he has three rushing touchdowns already, and yes, you can maybe look at the opponents and say, well, it's not that impressive. But, I mean, you pair that with five touchdowns through the air already, um, and Troy was no slouch on defense last year. They were one of the best uh, defenses in the country. Yes, it was a weaker conference, but it is something to keep in mind. Will Howard um, was the quarterback that led Kansas State to that Big 12 title win. He took over late in the year for Adrian Martinez after Martinez was hurt and just ran with the job. Uh, he started for them in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I would definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, he has 547 yards through the air, five touchdowns, two picks. So there is a little bit of a turnover-prone element to him. He's thrown a pick in each of the first two games. Uh, He's definitely going to be – he might be the X factor on this K-State offense. If Missouri can keep him bottled up, they're going to have a much better chance. Funny you mentioned those interceptions. I remember last year I got an email while on the beat from a – like a Mizzou fan. I mean, someone that was really following that team closely, and they were talking to Adrian Martinez – and he, Adrian Martinez up to that point was averaging a turnover per game. And I don't think he threw an interception in that game against Mizzou. He just went nine for 20 uh, for 101 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And I just thought that was funny. Just kind of remembering that as well. But when you look back at that last game last year, another guy that just really came to mind, who's now in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs, is Felix Naduke Ozuma, who was just a threat. On the on the edge, on the edge. Missouri I mean, native, Missouri native, 
had an opportunity to go to Mizzou as a journalist student, not even to play yeah. football. What a story for him. First round pick by the Kansas State Chiefs. Another guy, Eli Huggins, who ran out of college eligibility. He was at the, the defensive tackle position. You know, how are you going to replace that? Khalid Duke, who's been mentioned from the Mizzou staff, who's been mentioned by everyone at Kansas State as well. And here's a quote that I, I want you guys to hear. This is from K-State football coach Chris Kleeman. This is from an article at Kansas.com. He's a terror. He's a good player. We're keeping him fresh, too. Duke is just so difficult to try and block. I mean, after you lose one of the best edge rushers in the country to the NFL, another guy comes in named Duke Khalid or Khalid Duke. I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. How are these you know, tackles? How are these guards going to stop him? Um, that's one thing to monitor. Who's going to be coming off that edge? Khalid Duke is the name to look out for. Five tackles, three sacks already this season. He leads the Big 12 right now. So good name for sure. Um, the only other thing I'll turn to another guy in the NFL now, of course, um, believe with the Cowboys, right? Deuce Vaughn, um, the running back out of Kansas State was was obviously a terror to a lot of teams last season. Um, he's gone. So, you know, a hole to fill for um, for Kansas State at running back. The guy they are turning to, it looks like this year is DJ Giddens already has um, 180 rushing yards this season, had around 500 last year, which for also a team that had Adrian Martinez, who liked to run it. Um, you know, it's, it's a decent haul. So, you know, he's obviously taking he's stepping into a bigger role, but not maybe not as strong of a run game this season from from Kansas State when they play when they play Mizzou because they don't have Deuce Vaughn um, anymore. But obviously, Giddens seems like he's he's making that step up. Um, but that's that's one thing I'll shout out in terms of, of talent they lost. Yeah, Giddens um, has 180 yards through two games. It's kind of been a little bit of a a dual threat out of that backfield. They also have Treshawn Ward, um, who is who has the same amount of carries but has 114 yards uh, and just one touchdown. Just one touchdown between both of those running backs. So Will Howard actually has triple their um, rushing touchdowns. But, I mean, I wouldn't expect that trend to continue against Missouri. But, yeah, I mean – Deuce Vaughn, Mizzou was able to keep him relatively bottled up for about a half. But, I mean, in that second half when things just really went sideways, you had those back-to-back-to-back-to-back interceptions from Cook and Abraham. Um, It was – I mean, they just got ran over. Um, And, I mean, Kansas State in general just has a lot of playmakers this year. You also have to consider R.J. Garcia and Phillip Brooks out wide. They have four different receivers – with over a hundred yards receiving already. So they spread the ball around. Um, it is a dangerous, dangerous offense. So I would, I would, you're not going to really see anything come from just one direction. You have to be ready for everything. It's a yeah. Josh Manning bowl. That's what yeah. it is. Oh yeah. Good Kansas point. State What's the were very normal after that commitment? <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at the weather report too, Kenny, 79 degrees and sunny. So I don't think we have any lightning delays to worry about um, this time around. Lucky fans in Columbia this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting a, they're getting a nice, a nice 11 AM kickoff. They'll obviously be up early. Um, Any last things on, uh, on a Kansas state. I'll, uh, I'll do the, the kicker shout out just because kicker expert, Chris Tannen, 11 for 11 on field goals. He has one from 50 plus. I think the rest of them are all extra points. Oh, never mind. He has 11 extra points. One made field goal from 50 plus. I was going to so say, he's, I, I he's, only, those were he's only been kicking extra points. Sorry, yeah. I read that wrong, but so there's your, there's your kicker report. But yeah, any final, uh, any final Kansas state 
things to look for, anything from Mizzou. Maybe, you know what? Quick score prediction. We'll end with that. Um, what what do we think the damage is going to be on Saturday? Um, this is definitely, you hate to say it's Missouri Super Bowl, but this is probably about as important as a game is going to be for Mizzou this year. I mean, Drinkwitz needs this one. He needs it. It's the first uh, sellout at Faroe in four years um, since 2019, homecoming against Ole Miss. Um, they need this one bad. I think they'll play like they need it bad. Kansas State is just too good, and this team has not shown me that they are capable of really hanging with them. Uh, so I'm going to go Kansas State 34, Mizzou 20. That's good. Um, you know, I'm – been going back and forth all week i saw a tweet where it was like 35 to 24 which seemed like a lot of points i mean last year we saw these tweets as well about the score being pretty high and they were right about kansas state they just weren't right about mizzou um you know i've been on the side that i think mizzou's going to put up a big fight i think after those first two games of the season you have to come out and just you know show that that you are an sec caliber team and you you know you're going to i mean be able to compete with some of these big dogs um i'm going to say 28 to 24 Kansas State I I was thinking kind of along the same lines I feel like it's almost going to be a little bit more defensive because I do think Mizzou's defense is going to show up I think they will create a turnover just with how much Kansas State from what you guys were saying likes to throw the ball um and you know Will Howard's solid but you know a, a little bit turnover prone it would seem at least early on I'm gonna go 27 one less than Kenny to 17 10 point win for the Wildcats in Columbia. Um, obviously, you know, that's not the outcome Mizzou fans will be looking or, or be happy about, but I think it's an outcome that a lot of them are going to be expecting going into Saturday. We will see. Um, we're going to jump on. Peyton and I will jump on right after the game to to break it all down, recap. Um, it'll be nice. We won't have to do it at uh, the very late hours of the evening because they play early on in the day. So we'll maybe have some college football on in the background while we do that. But we are going to recap. And we'll see. I, I'm uh, I'm very intrigued. Like like you, Pey- like Peyton said, this is a big one for Drinkwitz. He needs this. It's a big litmus test for where this team is is really at. I think um, it's going to be exciting. Nice college football game in Columbia, 11 a.m. All right. Um, yeah. With that, uh, we will turn things over to Quick Hits, and we'll see how Mizzou does on Saturday. Okay, Quick Hits time, Kenny. You you have your your physical jersey. You made me restart this segment to go get it. Uh, what's your jersey of the week? My jersey of the week goes to Baker Mayfield. Uh, the one I'm holding right now that you might see on YouTube is the Cleveland Browns Baker Mayfield jersey. He hasn't worn this in two years now, um, but we're going to give it to him for this week after a comment he made during a press conference on Wednesday for the Buccaneers. He said, I know I'm in Tampa, but I'm a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan. So we're not going to condone that when asked about if he was picking up signs against the Vikings on Sunday. Uh, nice little jab against the number one team in the American League West. Um, his Rangers were, were in Rangers. charge for a little bit. My Rangers as well. You know, you know, I've been a Rangers fan my whole life. Um, they're no longer in first place. I think they peaked a little bit early, a little bit of an immature run by them, um, but still a good fight, good dog fight in the AL West. Um, I'm glad Baker Mayfield's having fun because he hasn't had fun in the NFL yet. Did that hurt you a little bit, Kenny? I know you're a big Baker guy. Yeah, I, I love Baker Mayfield. I, I saw that and it was like a little bit like angry. Like, like, what are you trying to do here, man? Like you, you should just put your head down and do your job. 
kind of uh, thing. I remember I went to a Texans game and wore my Baker Mayfield jersey. I've been a, I've you know I've rooted for the Texans my whole life, but that you were game that I wore, guy. I wore you were my the, Baker you were the hate I chat loved, guy. I loved Baker Mayfield. Were they playing the Browns? They were playing the Browns. Oh, okay, okay. And it was one of his first games, or you know, he was starting, and the Texans dismantled them. Um, pretty funny because Deshaun Watson was the quarterback. Uh, it's even funnier that Deshaun Watson took Baker Mayfield's do- job. Deshaun Watson was an Astros fan at some point when he was in Houston. Um, but I remember wearing it and the lady next to me was like, oh, he's going to be good. Like she, we we're watching him the second half. If I'm not mistaken, he had 250 yards in the second half. So it was, it was a good day for Baker Mayfield, just not a good day for the Browns. Mizzou fans will like Baker Mayfield for the thing that happened against Kansas when he was at OU. Not, oh, not yeah. the most well, not the most well received, but Mizzou. Fans he he was disciplined was more than twenty uh, seventeen Houston Astros. <laughs> there you go. Should have stayed an Astros fan. All right, Peyton. Oh, <laughs> Peyton, Peyton. This one's gonna get angry. <laughs> uh, my jersey of the week is Chase Claypool. It's the trade that keeps on giving for the Bears. Um, it's being speculated that he may just straight up be inactive this weekend. He had a very poor showing in the blocking game uh, this past Sunday. Uh, they asked the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, about it, and he said they talked about it, and he didn't make a guarantee that he would be active on Sunday. So, yeah, they only traded the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool. Um, and, yeah, his career has kind of fallen a bit to the wayside. He's been a total mess since he's been on the Bears. Um, this is a contract year, and he had no catches, if I'm not mistaken. Um so, yeah, good start to the year for Mr. Uh, Chase Claypool. I saw I saw a clip, Peyton, like this, not Claypool, but related to the Bears, that one of their starters on defense didn't register a stat in the first game of the year. I, I didn't remember see who, that. but I don't it, remember it, who it was exactly. It might have been a DT. I don't remember. But one of their starters did not get a stat. So, like, not even, like, a pressure quarterback hit. Like, n- nothing. Not even a tackle. It was a bad game, that's uh, for sure. But I, I am not really a Bears fan. So, <laughs> do you think Chase Claypool, if he had the chance, like the Bears said, "Hey, you can skip Week One to go to New York Fashion Week," do you think he would do it? I would hope TikTok he'd week. say no. Um, Those were his highlights from this offseason. He did have a big fashion. fashion thing in Paris. Um, but I, I think he just played football that week. <laughs> how many t- how many TikToks has he made since he's gone to the Bears? Have you kept track? I don't I don't keep track of that. No, <laughs> doesn't follow. Um, yeah, that's that's unfortunate, Peyton. Um, but they'll bounce back. My jersey of the oh. week. I'm staying in the NFL. <laughs> I'm staying in the NFL. I'm going to uh, Xavier Gibson, of course, the wide receiver for the Jets. He uh, returned the punt on Sunday night or on Monday Night Football, a game that I don't think anybody. NFL fan, Jets fan, Bills fan will forget in a hurry. Um, return the punt for a touchdown. Um, my first thought on this, I got very annoyed when the um, NARC rules analyst came on to be like, it has an asterisk because a guy should have been called for tripping. Stop it. Leave this alone. The play, the it was a game-winning walk-off punt return touchdown. Um, reminded me of Deshaun Jackson for the, the Giants when he did that, or for the Eagles against the Giants when he did that uh, a while back. But yeah, game-winning punt return. I know there was the whole thing. Um, he was on hard knocks, and he like learned that he was going to be on the team, and they kind of they kind of tricked him. They made it seem like they were going to cut him, and then um, welcomed him on welcomed on the team. So he had a long journey. 
And of course, it gives the Jets a uh, a small win because Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. What was it like? I think it was 75 seconds, they said, into his career or into his Jets career. Tore yeah. his Achilles, done for the year. Um, the the funny part I saw, and I know I, I said this on a quick hit a while back, was the promo that the bar in Milwaukee was doing, where every time Aaron Rodgers lost, um, they would pay for the, the tab. Those games uh, were only going to apply if Aaron Rodgers starts. So that promo is basically dead now. They, they can't do it anymore because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So no one wins, truthfully. Not him, not the Jets, but they got a small win with with Gibson on the punt return. Speaking of Xavier Gibson, uh, where he went to school actually plays into the next segment oh, uh, for Guess That College. Are you guys good to move on? Are we done with the jerseys of the week? Yeah, I just – poor Jets fans. That's all I have to say. Uh, the secondary jersey, um, Larry Roundtree, former Mizzou running back, was uh, released by the Texans this week. I can actually go grab, my, I'm gonna go grab my Larry Roundtree jersey. Can he cause this, Peyton? Uh, we were texting about some other segment we were going to do, and he was like, oh, I might. we might make the Texans game. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we'll go to the YouTube, see Kenny's Larry Roundtree jersey. But we were talking about uh, picking games for our, our segment that we're going to get to later. Um and we were like, oh, we'll pick games with Mizzou players. Like, we might pick the Texans with if, like, Larry Roundtree's still there. And, like, an hour later, we got the tweet that Larry Roundtree got cut by the Texans. Yeah. So it's sad. He, his Texans career lasted about three weeks. Tough. That's tough. All right. All right, Kenny. Guess that college. This is Guess that college for episode 30. You guys know the rules. Keep your hands up. This one might be a little bit easy. Um, so feel free to just, just go when you want. I don't know where I mean, Xavier I, Gibson went to college. I did not check. So uh, we're going to start it off with a former NBA player, kind of dipped his feet in the NBA. He's played all, all around um, just Europe and in the G League as well as Michael Benajay. Nope. <laughs> hmm. I thought he you play. Can I, can I get that? When did he play in the NBA? I'm not going to give you that. Is that I'm cheating? Not, okay. Gonna, nah. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. If there was like a question about pronunciation or which, because there, be there might be players with uh, – can you use his college in a sentence? The same name that played for two different schools. Uh, yeah, Michael Benajay scored a bucket. I said college. Oh, I thought you said in a sentence. Uh, second <laughs> name, running back, Hall of Fame running back, Floyd Little. No idea. Hall of Fame for who? The NFL. <laughs> right you are. <laughs> Do you want, like, the team you played for in the NFL? Yeah, I do. I don't know oh. who this is. <laughs> uh, Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. All right, Do you, do you know one. who this is, Peyton? No. Okay. Right. I know, so I know not, who these two people are. So, uh, third one, Dwight Freeney. Of course you do. You did this quiz. Oh, I do know him. I do know who that I is. have, like, a Colts, general idea now, but, like, not for certain. The, uh, the jersey I picked was from the Super Bowl um, against the Bears, Peyton. Oh, yeah. Banners fly forever. Nice. It's a sick jersey. I, I, those Reebok ones were something else. Mm-hmm. Um, They're great. Especially those Navy ones. Okay. Uh, that's three. Here's the last one. I think this will give it away. Uh, this is number four. Usually number three gives it away for Peyton, but we're going to do it here. Uh, Donovan McNabb. Okay. Dang. No. I don't. I don't know. No yeah. idea, Jack. Jack, do you want to take a guess? I, hmm. Is it a is it a pretty big is it a pretty big school? I feel like Power Donovan McNabb yeah. didn't go to a. Yeah, it is. It, it is pretty big. Yeah. Power five. Oh no, that was Vic. I was gonna say Virginia Tech, but that was Vic. Um, 
I will guess the University of I'm trying to think of it. Um uh, Washington State. That's not right. No. Oh, didn't we have Washington oh, State? We oh, Washington. we did have Washington like State. Yeah. Still ago. Right. Peyton. Right. Syracuse. It is Syracuse. Oh, there you I go. I was hoping Donovan McNabb would give it away there. He was actually an answer on a trivia game I was playing two days ago. Kind of got the idea. But also got the idea from Mike Williams, who passed away this past week. And he was a Syracuse wide receiver um, oh, back in the amazing. 2000s. And yeah. I was like, you know, I know there's another Mike Williams in the NFL now. And it's very yeah. sad to see that, uh, Mike Williams is passing. I didn't realize he only played like four or five seasons in the NFL. Yeah, it wasn't. When I think long. about like growing up, I remember like I could see Mike Williams in that Buccaneers jersey. Number I remember. 18. Yeah, I remember. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to think that he only played three seasons with the Buccaneers and the one with the Bills. It, it's funny those. your deal with them too. And then he got mm-hmm. traded after the first year of it. Wow. It's interesting. Those names that kind of stick in your brain and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. And they, they weren't in the league for the, all that long, but you just, they, for some reason they, they just stick out, but yeah, definitely. That was definitely sad to see, but a uh, good, good one, Kenny. That's a personal school for you. What yeah, would you have I mean, picked? What would you have picked? Like what, did you have any other names like floating around? Yeah, I had a, a lot, Syracuse? but I've, I've said a lot to you guys. I would have gone Rakeem Christmas, Tyler Ennis. Mello, Tyler Ennis, the Iceman. He's from Canada. If you would have um, had a couple more basketball players, I, I would have had. I was it. trying what to avoid basketball because basketball is too easy. Rakeem Christmas would have given it away. Chris Jones, Michael Carter Williams. Oh, um, rookie of the year, Bucks legend. He was a rookie of the year. Uh, who was the that sixth man for the Thunder for a little while? Um, James Harden, Raymond Felton. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up. It's like 2012 Thunder. Nick Collison? No. no. Hmm. Didn't he have his jersey retired by them? He did, because he played that for so long. Ridiculous. Very, very strange. Almost as ridiculous as the Phillies congratulating a division rival and winning the division. We'll that was later in the show. Um, 2014 Thunder, maybe. I have no, no idea. I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Deepo's. Oh, uh, Syracuse? Yeah. yeah oh, did. yeah, he did. I did know that. Yeah, he did. He didn't really play yeah. much at Syracuse. I, like, you don't rec- remember it, but... Um, oh, he's a hey, great, great role player. Yeah, there's legend. a lot of guys I could have gone with basketball-wise. Yeah. All right, good segment. Right. Do you want to intro this uh, this next one? Uh, no, you got it. Did I get the new one? Yeah. Okay, we... So we tweeted this because, of course, week one in the NFL was uh, last week. So we started this segment uh, before actually introducing it on the show. But this is the first week we'll get to do it in the show. Uh, We're replacing best beats of the week or weekend, rather, um, for the NFL season. We're going to get our NFL talking with mostly this segment. We're, We're picking four games. We're deciding between the three of us, four games in the NFL to pick. Um, we're just doing, uh, the spread and we're just going to pick, um, you know, so this week we have like Bengals Ravens, you're picking, uh, the Bengals minus three, you're picking the Ravens simply, simply to do, or simply put, we're calling it unwritten rules, fantastic four picks. Cause of course the new fantastic four movie was great. I don't think anyone had any issues with it. Um, just kidding. That was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Side note. Um, but yeah, we're replacing best beats of the week with that to do NFL picks. So we did it last week. I think we all, did we all go three and one? 
No, Kenny, I went no, Peyton, Kenny went four and zero. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's the best of four. It's kind of along the lines of uh, um, the Bear, his picks for college football. That was where we got the the inspiration. Um, of course, he's no more with ESPN. They they don't have him anymore today. And game day, he's at Fox. It's Fox Stanford now? Steve that took his spot. I do like Stanford Steve. They're both good. Um, but yes, so we have four picks this week, and obviously we'll see how we do. Um, we're taking the lines on Thursday, so if the lines change from Thursday to Sunday, that's why. Um, they won't be changed on our graphic just because that's when we're recording the show. Kenny, you go for it. What's our what's our four games? Who have we who have we all picked? I teased uh, four one. games. Yeah, we we decided this amongst ourselves. Uh, Ravens, Bengals. Um, the Bengals are favored by three points. Chiefs, Jaguars. Chiefs are favored by three and a half. Bears, Buccaneers. The Bucks are now favored by two and a half. And 49ers, Rams. The 49ers are favored by seven points. There you go. And oh, and if anyone off, if anyone has a game too, tweet at us if they're like pick this game this week. That'll make our deciding a lot easier because otherwise mm-hmm. we just we just vote between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Start us off. Ravens Bengals. Starting off in Cincinnati with the Ravens Bengals. Pretty clean sweep here. Everyone can give their reasons why if they would like to. I think it's a good bounce back game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We all have Bengals minus three. Yeah, I don't think the Ravens are bad or anything. I just think there's no way the Bengals go 0-2 to start the year, especially after as bad a start as they had. I think they'll be just fine. My only note is uh, to one Bengal individually. That's uh, T. Higgins, who I was on Instagram, and I saw him him post a hype video of himself. Um, I would like him to stop doing that until he actually registers a catch this season. Um, got me zero points in fantasy in week one. So, yeah, figure it out. And, yeah, it, Joe Burrow, what, his worst worst game of his career last week? A, this is a, I wouldn't call it a get-right game because the Ravens are good, but I think they'll, I think they'll bounce back. And this could be the, the said the same way about the Chiefs and the Jaguars um, heading down there to Florida. Patrick Mahomes, uh, another guy you don't expect to start 0-2. Uh, we all have Chiefs minus 3.5 in this game. What are y'all's explanations? Again, Jaguars are a good team. No way Mahomes is going 0-2, especially with Kelsey back. Um, wouldn't shock me. Like, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if the Jaguars straight up won. But I have more than enough faith in Mahomes to get this done. Yeah, Kelsey is back. That's my only note. That All right. Shed the Chiefs. Staying in Florida here, Peyton's Bears taking on the Buccaneers. Jack and Peyton, Bucks minus two and a half. I have Bears plus two and a half. I think the Bears are going to get a a bounce back win here after a pretty tough showing against the Packers at home. Baker Mayfield, I think he's going to eat his words after what he said this past week about the Houston Astros, and he's going to take the loss. I'll go go quick to let Peyton get a word in here. The Bears stink. Like, I I don't know. Jordan Love was fine in the game one for the Packers, but the the Bears were terrible. So give me the Buccaneers. Go ahead, Peyton. I don't have Why didn't you pick Bears? About it because they're bad. Um, no, the Buccaneers, I absolutely think, will kind of drive the stake uh, in the heart of the Bears season. Uh, it's already really spiraling. I mean, some of the quotes this week, uh, just from the press conferences and stuff, have been really just kind of alarming. Uh, it feels like stuff you see in the midst of a six-game skid, uh, not after week one. And, yes, the Bears have not won a game in almost a calendar year at this point, but um, it is still uh, like it's week one and things are unraveling very quickly. Um, 
And I don't think this is a team that is going to respond well. I really don't. I have a lot of doubts about the roster, the coaching, and the way the team has been put together. Uh, It's just going to get ugly. I think Baker manages the game well, and that's all he'll have to do. Think they'll get the number one pick? I think they'll get two top five picks in the draft. All right, switching coasts here. Uh, we're going to go 49ers Rams out there in LA. Jack has 49ers at minus seven. Peyton and I have Rams plus seven. Quick note here the Rams did defeat Jack Seahawks last week, 30 to 13. Yeah, yeah. Matthew yeah. Stafford, who caught Clayton Kershaw in high school, taught, uh, went 24 for 38 for 334 yards. I think it's time to retire for Cam Akers. 22 carries for 29 yards. Um, Pretty underrated. Um, other than that, for the Rams, some of these these offensive weapons Tutu we have: Tyron Williams, uh, Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua with 119 yards. Both those wide receivers um, looked good there uh, from the Rams, and it was a good win over the Seahawks. I think they keep it rolling. And seven is a lot of points. You know, 49ers are probably one of the you know top two, top three team in the league. But I think this the Rams keep it close in week two. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that was a frustrating loss. I think, uh, that was one of the worst second half performances I've like probably ever seen, regardless of it being my team or not, uh, with, for the Seahawks last week, I, letting two, two at well, get that many yards is ridiculous. Um, but I honestly just picked the 49ers minus seven, just to be a little different that they, they absolutely whomped the Steelers in the first, uh, week of the season. Um, obviously I, I think the Rams are a better team than the Steelers. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't really have a reason other than just to be different. I won't be shocked if I do not hit this bet, but the Niners, I mean, they're, they're stacked and they seem like they found their guy in Brock Purdy, which is just ridiculous that they can turn Mr. Irrelevant into a, into a quarterback of a Super Bowl caliber team. They almost went last year. So, you know, why not? And yeah, it would be nice if 49ers could beat the Rams who I'm not in, in love with after what they did to my team last week. I definitely think the 49ers are the better team here. I think they'll win. But I don't know. Sean McVay, I can't really bet against being totally embarrassed. Um, seven points is a it's a long line. I mean, I don't know. I, w- I could go either way on this one. Uh, I liked what I saw from Stafford and the Rams in general. Um, it's still a very flawed roster, but very encouraging sign for them. I will say, do you guys see the like locker room after they they beat the Seahawks? And like mm-hmm. Stafford and McVeigh, they were like, they they're they're they have high expectations for sure. Like it feels kind of like the McVeigh that helped lead his team to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying the Rams are like that, but they, you know, they're coming out with a vengeance. I think they're they're playing kind of the um the kind of Kirby Smart thing where it's like everyone's kind of I mean, obviously, you know, Kirby Smart was just kind of spin zoning to be like everyone's doubting you, even though people weren't, but like they're playing the like underdog card of like no one believes in us, no one has us favored, and like that's a, that's a scary recipe. Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. So, you know, we'll see. But I think it's true, not, too. I think people wrote them off after last year. Yeah. Um, not a good season after winning the Super Bowl. Lost some picks. There was a lot of injuries. Some people thought Matthew Stafford's arm was, you know, shot. Um, he kind of proved some people wrong, had a good game. And like Peyton said, it's hard to it's hard to bet, bet against Sean McVay. And, and to think that, you know, he was contemplating retirement. Same with Aaron Donald. Like, these two guys were probably not going to be here if you know they thought maybe a little bit harder on their decisions or didn't think hard enough. Um, so it's interesting to see that the, if the Rams can bounce back to what they were two years ago. All right, 
moving on. Uh, we will note though that these these lines are you know fluctuating when we first set them. Uh, I believe 49ers and Rams were set at eight points in the spread, so it, it can go up and down. And yeah. it's interesting though to see eight points separating two teams that had good week ones. All right, play that sound. Oh yeah. Up next. Oh, first off, shout out Aaron Donald for making Geno Smith uh, recognize that he's human with the the scream. Did you guys see that clip? That was oh, my oh, oh my god! Oh my god! All right, next. I like no captain. He's the main bird. All right, my main bird. Stay in the state of Missouri. It's going to go to St. Louis Cardinals legend Adam Wainwright, who picked up his 199th win this past week. One short of 200. Be a lot of. Um, hype going into his last couple starts. Of course, he's had a pretty rough season. We've talked about him enough. But this tweet comes from Cardinals Reek, a friend of Peyton and I's. And I don't know if I would consider him a, maybe a friend of Peyton, maybe an acquaintance. Uh, they are enemies on the field, maybe friends on the social platform. This uh, post comes from X. Cardinals Reek posted in between Wainwright's uh, two most recent wins, June 17th, and this was on September 12th. Ronald Acuna got 112 or 102 hits. Matt Olson hit 30 home runs. Matt Olson had 77 RBI. Ronald Acuna stole 35 bases. Mookie Betts secured 5.2 war. Blake Snell struck out 128 batters and Blake Snell won 11 games. That's a lot of baseball in between those last two wins. And he's been fighting for those two to get to 200 for a while now. Hopefully Wayno can end his career with that 200th win. Eh. I don't know <laughs> if I'd say hopefully, but yeah, no, I mean, that's just kind of the Cardinal season in a nutshell. It's just been a total mess. They're going to have to flush it and just move on. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty bonkers what's happened with Wainwright in particular. I would like to know how many uh, how many hits Troy has had in between those games. I'm going to do that right now. I yeah, actually want to know that. That's a good I, I, might set, I might set Kenny off on that mission. There's the Cardinals uh, suck segment, by the way. Peyton, what'd you, yeah. what'd you, what's your main bird? Not what you learn. We're not My main bird of the week is going to be Kansas football. It's more of a dirty bird. Um, but uh, Kansas football, uh, this was a tweet from yesterday at 10 in the morning. Uh, they tweeted, primetime win. Uh, and it was a graphic that showed uh, Kansas had 1.4 million viewers in their game against Illinois. Um, and they also clarified that this was the, this was a top five most viewed football game on ESPN two since 2019. Very specific <laughs> criteria. It's um, an ESPN stat. Yeah. It's kind of like that Penn state, uh, Super Bowl winner on every team except for oh, like yeah. six different Super Bowls. Um, so, yeah. That was yeah, my that, main bird of the week. I was one of those viewers. How do we feel about the black Kansas jerseys? We were having a, a debate with some of our other Mizzou acquaintances about these. Because I they think they're cool, even nice. though it's Kansas. I went to I an like Adidas football. high school, and the football team broke out some black jerseys one time. And the black Adidas jerseys are just beautiful. I mean, they yeah. do it better than anyone else. So it's something about the material that looks really cool. And if you're even if you're a Kansas hater, or Mizzou fan, um, you still got to respect these. These are pretty nice. One of the broadcasters also said Kansas would win more than ten games this season during that uh, broadcast. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Wild to play takes. Texas. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, um, but the, the reason that they've had so many viewers uh, since 2019 is because of COVID. People couldn't watch the games. I mean, you know, we're finally a year or two removed since the pandemic ended. That's why these numbers are going back up. That's why people are watching football again. They couldn't. 
during COVID. Why couldn't they? I don't know. I keep seeing posts like that. It's like this the most since 2019. That's when the world was normal. And now it's finally we have a normal year. The Mizzou Mizzou loves to do that with the tickets, like the highest attendance since or post COVID. They love they love throwing that out there. That's gonna be this Um, weekend as well against Kansas State. Yeah, against Kansas State. We'll talk about that. Um my uh my main bird of the week goes to Travis Kelsey. Um, of course, this is this is now um I think been been news for a couple days. Um, he he, there was the whole thing after the Super Bowl, or he went to see like Taylor Swift in concert. Um, tried said 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 publicly he was like trying to trying to get her number, trying to trying to link up, and now reportedly, uh, they've been quote quietly hanging out. Um, and I just thought this tweet from uh, Brett Coleman on Twitter was funny. Taylor's next breakup album is just going to be 18 songs, all about how Travis can't dig out a six technique as a Y, and that's why he'll never be as good as Gronk. Um. I, I saw another thing that was like, I think Taylor's next album is one of those re-releases and we're just all going to pretend like all the songs are about Travis Kelsey. Look for the subliminal messages. But yeah, there you go. So he finally finally seems to have uh, um, been able to hang out with Taylor Swift. And yeah, it seems like a dangerous game. I think a Taylor Swift album about football would be very fun. But, What's the uh, connection to a bird? He played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was I looked waiting. It up I was ready. I, w- I wanted to see if I could stump no, you there, on it, but the... there wasn't. There wasn't much. His high school is not a bird, but I, I wanted to bring this up. Yeah, the Tigers. I, it's, it says actually. I looked at this. His high school. They're like it says mascot. The Tigers nickname yeah. Tigers. Very specific. I saw that as well. Most I wonder if that's it's Tigers. Cleveland Heights. I wonder if that, that's where they get their podcast name from. I think it's New Heights. Is their podcast oh, name? Maybe I, it almost certainly would. Happen. Yeah, it has to yeah, be from probably, there. Probably. Um, no going back to Detroit Johnson, you asked Sorry. how many hits he had in between the two, uh, two wins for Adam Wainwright. Eighty-eight in sixty-six games between call June 18th and September twelfth. September tenth. Come on, Marlins, call him up. Kimming, you're banned from this podcast until, until you, you call him call up. up Troy Johnson. I'll add him to the list. Should I make a graphic? Just like one of those big, just band giant letters, band. his photo, and then like little text until he calls up Troy Johnston. Yeah. <laughs> she. Um, best thing you learned, Peyton. Best thing I learned this week: uh, the Phillies have way too much sportsmanship. Uh, so just last night, the Braves clinched the NL East with a victory on the Phillies in beautiful Citizens Bank uh, Park, uh, and the big uh, jumbotron in left field which the more I look at it, the more I realize how comically large that thing is. Um, they flash, congratulations, Atlanta Braves 2023 NL East champions. Uh, especially in a sports city like Philly, I don't know how they thought this was a good idea. Um, if one of my teams did this, I'd be furious for a division rival. I mean, this is sad, sad stuff. This is you don't need to have that that level of sportsmanship. You don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's it's embarrassing. Also, they were what seventeen games out of first place, so maybe you know they they weren't going to win it. But you look at some other teams that do it. I mentioned in a group chat with you guys that the Astros did it with the Rays and the Phillies last year. Both teams that aren't you know rivals. You but you face both from the they're not in their division, right? Yeah, they're not rivals. They're not in your division. Yeah. Uh, but you see it sometimes with teams that aren't familiar, don't really have that history with another team. 
I still overall think that's kind of pointless, but like, uh, yeah, still it's way worse when it is a team that literally won your division and you're just admitting that you're bad. That's, that's kind of soft. So. Okay. On, Phillies, better. Uh, best thing I learned this week. And this is your, your week, your biweekly um, dose of some college basketball recruiting. This comes from Gabe DeArmond of Power Mizzou. Mizzou head coach Dennis Gates was in to see top 10 national prospect Jaden Quintance. I tweeted this on Wednesday. Quintance is a five-star according to rivals, 13th in the nation, second at his position at center. He's six foot 10, 235 pounds, class of 2024, and he's currently playing for World of God Christian Academy in Raleigh, North Carolina. There you go. Peyton, you know? I think I, Ann Arbor did, did it too. Yeah, Anar Botang also uh, tweeted his visit. Uh, his visit photos yesterday, and he or I don't even know if he tweeted them. I know they were on Instagram though. Um, so just two pretty big pieces of recruiting there. Those are definitely Mizzou's two top targets. Uh, if they can land those two, I mean that's probably going to be the best uh, recruiting class Mizzou ever has. Uh, in a yeah. start, it's going to be quite ridiculous. And we've said it yeah. before, you know, seeing like so many recruits coming in just for one class and not just seeing two guys that aren't going to be like even role players that just sit on the bench. It's refreshing and said that count- countless times. No more Ed yeah. Chang and Jordan Wilmore classes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. We'll, we'll definitely have basketball recruiting as it keeps going. And then um, seasons, seasons coming soon, right? We got, I think we have like a month until. Away. Yeah, we have like a month until like NBA is back already or something. So that's that's kind of wild. Basketball's back. Oh, shut up. Um, my best thing I learned this week. This can also, if we want to count it, it could be the de facto community note of the week since I know we didn't have one um, there for that. But uh, this comes from PFF College on Twitter. Um, they tweeted most pass attempts without an INT this season, uh, and they said it was Shadur Sanders, of course, Colorado's quarterback with ninety. However, readers added context per both PFF and ESPN San Jose states, I believe it's Chevin Cordero. Chevon, um, maybe? Chevon? I have no idea. Cord- it's probably Cord- Cordero. Cordero. I don't know. Cordero uh, has Cordero. thrown the most pass attempts without an interception. San Jose states football's official Twitter um, actually quote tweeted it themselves with a picture of his stats with 91 is greater than 90. He has 91 pass attempts without an interception this season. So, Come on, PFF. So you're the stats website. We're not blaming this on Max, though. Not Max's fault. Not Max's fault. He went to St. Louis High School in Honolulu, not in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the uh, what uh, the guy who played for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I was doing the trivia thing that Kenny and I both like to do, and the guy Martin St. Louis who played for the Lightning. Oh yeah, his last name is St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had no idea. No idea who he was. But it's yeah, Kevin Cordero. I just Chevin Cordero. He has more one more pass uh, attempt without an uh, interception than Shadur Sanders. So it's also impressive. He's played USC, which I guess it's not impressive not throwing a pick against their defense. But Oregon State has a very good defense, and he did not get picked off there. There you go. Uh, I also did. You guys see the thing Colorado State's head coach said about the um, Jay Norvell yes. game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was all Colorado State needed was to just make Colorado a little angrier because that yeah. game wasn't going to get out of hand quickly already. Yeah, for those who didn't see, he said that, like, when I when I meet, like, adults, I take off my sunglasses or whatever and added some fuel to the fire. It's a little shade at Dion. So they're going to lose by 75 points. 
Oh yeah, it's going to be quite bad. I resent those comments, Colorado State's coach. Wear your glasses. All right. Do you have a joke, Peyton, or are we moving on to fraud rankings? I, I do have a joke. Um, my joke of the week is um, – actually, you guys definitely know that one. Um, <laughs> there's no way you don't know that one. Um, oh, here's a good one. A little okay. holiday-themed one uh, because we're so close to Christmas. Um, and, you know, all that jazz. If athletes get athletes foot, what do elves get? Missile toes. <laughs> That's pretty good. I got one too. I'll give it that. I'll give him that. Go for it. If a child refuses to nap, are they guilty of resisting a rest? Oh. <laughs> Those are good All right, time for the frog one. rankings. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We're going to finish the show with fraud rankings. Fraud. It's our new fraud. segment. Uh, we're talking what? Not new. It's not new. It's, it's not new. Wait, I guess it's not new. We're bringing it Came back. Out of We're retirement. Bringing it back. It's the Bad Tom intro. Brady segment. Come out of retirement uh, segment. It's the Tom Brady segment. It's the fraud rankings. Um, for those who remember, we used to do this during quick hits. Uh, Kenny does his his what? Four, you have four four frauds. Five, five frauds. Ooh, five um, frauds. So he's gonna he's gonna give us our frauds from week one. We're gonna do this every week of of NFL football just because we like NFL football. And we like the fraud rankings. Maybe we'll expand it to other sports. I'm thinking on the fly now, but we'll, we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. Kenny, I turn it over to you. I'm wearing the fraud detection glasses. Who are our frauds of the week one? Yeah, we got we to gotta start it off. Uh, we're going to look at Thursday night football last week, right around this time. Lions and Chiefs. Chiefs. Fraud. Chiefs. Fraud. 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 Number five. Coming in at number five. I mean, you could talk about it, maybe push them up a little bit. Uh, down, Kelsey, there's an asterisk. Chris Jones wasn't asterisk, playing yeah. either. Mike Rico said um, it himself. Yeah, so I, and there's an asterisk there. So we're going to put him at five with an asterisk. Uh, number four. Uh, we can go a different couple ways here. I'm going to even go down the list right now. I'm going to say the Vikings. Ooh. Fraud. Fraud. Close, Fraud. close loss to the Buccaneers. Uh, but I got them at number four on the list. You, you guys chime in, too, if you think there's something fraudulent about oh, these yeah, teams. They, they won Maybe all their games. Cousins turned it year. over like four times. Yeah. Come on, Kirk, <laughs> All right. It's not number not three on the list. Yet. We can go a couple different ways here. Um, I'm thinking Seahawks. Yeah. Fraud. Seahawks fraud. coming in. Fraud. 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 Jack yeah. talked about it. Pretty rough second half there for Seattle. Um, I... Scored zero points in the final two quarters after scoring 13 and being ahead of the Rams in the first half. Gino. I'm going to throw an asterisk. Oh, I'm going to throw no. an asterisk in here. My own Homer asterisk. Devin Witherspoon, fourth overall pick, didn't play in this game. He'll be back. But no, you're right. Fraud. We could uh, think about even like a team that won this week. I'm looking at the Eagles edged out a win against the Patriots. A win is a win. They covered. They covered and beat the Patriots on the like in Foxborough on Tom Brady Day. That's not fraudulent. They've beaten oh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl hey, before. Yeah. So the Eagles <laughs> are not frauds. I'm it. saying that you could have. You could have thought that way. I also have the go theory to New York. That- if you if you do those games real quick, Kenny, uh, those games on like nights where you're retiring a player's jersey, honoring somebody in any sort of way, that team always loses. It's a mm-hmm. fact. You never win those games. So I'm not shocked the Patriots lost. Anyway, this was something I also thought of. You know, putting a pause on the fraud rankings, the Patriots should sign Tom Brady to a deal and put him on the practice squad in case they ever need just somebody to play, like somebody to come in and win a clutch game. There it is. Who would you rather they- have on that last drive, Mac Jones or Tom Brady? 
I mean, Tom Brady, but there's a lot more that goes into it than that. Just elevate Cam him. Newton. If you want Cam Newton. Bring Cam, Cam Newton, Newton back. Who's number right. two? Number two. We're staying in the city of New York. <laughs> the New York Giants. What's up with that? Right out of the gate. 40 nothing. Or 16 in the first Fringe. quarter, 10 in the second. Then let, you know, let off the pedal a little bit. Seven in the third and seven in the fourth. 40 burger. Dallas Their defense stomps the Giants. The Giants who won a playoff game last year. Brian Dable, Peyton's, I mean, Lord and Savior. What happened? Uh, the, the Cowboys uh, defense was the third highest scoring player in fantasy this week. What? Really? That's yeah, it was Brandon. Know. At least on Sleeper, it was Brandon Ayuk, Tyreek Hill, and the Cowboys. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Fraud. Of course, we all know who number one is. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Fraud. 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 fraud, 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 fraud. Wyoming fraud. You could say we're overreacting to week one. A win is a win. A week is a week. A game is a game. Josh Allen throws three picks. Not a good game for the Bills. 22-16. to 16, The Jets win it even with Aaron Rodgers going down with the season and injury, Zach Wilson, the truth average 10, uh, 10 yards to throw 10 yards of reception. I got to say a quick thank you to Josh Allen. Uh, he needed to get less than 23 points for me to win one of my fantasy games in week one. He got about 16 because he threw three picks and had a fumble. Thank you, Josh Allen fraud. Shout out Jordan Whitehead who had all three interceptions and earned a $250,000 bonus was in his contract all he needed was three over the season and he got three in one game i think that's like the first time an incentive like that's been hit in just one week or something like ever there was some stat i saw about that yeah wild all right good fraud rankings kenny that's week one we'll do that every week we'll recap uh and yeah give us give us your frauds team to watch seahawks better get off there um all right that's gonna end the uh, unwritten rule programming um for friday um, so keep an eye. We're going to have a reaction. Peyton and I are going to jump on Saturday right after the K-State game. Talk about that. Um, so we'll have that up on YouTube and Spotify um, after that. Probably inevitable shellacking. So with that, everyone have a fun and safe weekend. Enjoy the Mizzou game on Saturday as best as you can. I'm going to keep saying this. So, you know, hopefully I, I can kind of reverse psychology them into a win. We'll see. Um, but everyone enjoy. Have a fun and safe weekend. We will see you all on Monday.